0: Hey, it is episode 44 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. And that means it's February 2nd, 2022. Hey, Brandon, happy
1: Groundhog Day. Happy Black History Month, Sam. How are you? Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. I'm starting with that.
0: Making me look like, making me look foolish. (laughs) How are you, bud?
1: I'm great. How about
0: yourself? Anything, anything
1: new going on? Um... <laughs> no, <laughs> there's supposed to be something new. Uh outside no. of winning money betting-wise, which I probably lose tonight because certain people aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Thanks. New, new uh segment coming soon. Brandon's bets. That is not coming soon. I do not want you guys losing your money because of me. I don't need you come knocking at my door. No, thank you, please.
0: <laughs> we have a crazy jam-packed show for you today. It's late, we're tired um but we're gonna truck through because you guys deserve it and you deserve our best and that's what you're gonna get so uh there was some crazy uh football games going on we have a super bowl mashup ready to go we have uh, a whole bunch of other news going on but i think we just gotta dive right into a bombshell of a lawsuit class action lawsuit was filed today uh, headed by former head coach of the Miami Dolphins and, um, you know, a candidate for at, at one point in this coaching cycle of various other jobs was uh, Brian Flores today. Uh, again, suing the league, the Giants, the Dolphins and the Broncos. I think I have all of the teams, right? Yep. Um, for a litany of uh, of reasons. Uh, we'll just dive right in um, everything from uh, Allegedly being offered money by uh Steven Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, to throw games to much more uh which isn't crazy enough. Um, there's also allegations that um the the jobs that he was interviewing for were already predetermined, and he was just a uh a quota, if you will, to to fill the Rooney rule. So we'll we'll dive right into that. But Hayes, I know you're fired up, I'm fired up. Um, Just get right into it. What do you take away from the
1: 58 page bombshell lawsuit that was filed today? I'm not fired up, Sam. I'm pissed as I've been pissed about the subject for quite some time. Uh, And it's extremely unfortunate that it has to come to one man who was an extremely talented coach. Uh, The dolphins had two winning seasons back to back for the first time since 2010. <clears throat> so needless to say, uh, they haven't been successful uh, until he kind of came and started turning the culture around. And then yet he gets fired uh, as if he wasn't doing his job. Uh, we talked about it on here uh, that he was able to beat the teams that he was supposed to beat, which were the Patriots, the Bills, the Jets, uh, the people in his division. And then they turn it around. Yes, they had an extremely slow start this year. And then they still turned it around and were a positive team, a winning season. <clears throat> but the fact that African-American head coaches don't seem to get the same luxury of, and, and length uh, in their, their tenure as white coaches, I, I think it's absolutely, uh, absolutely disgusting. Um, and it's extremely ignore, uh, annoying to me that we even have to discuss something like this in 2022 but I mean we're also in this country where they're trying to fight affirmative action and this is the exact reason why that people are fighting to make sure that this is that stays in play why it's showing clear as day that we have a lot of viable uh black coaches that don't even get the opportunity to interview for or they're just one in there because for the Rooney Rule. So just think of how disgusting that is, Sam. They have to, they had to implement a rule, just like they had to implement affirmative action, to ensure that people outside and people that weren't the fairest skin have an opportunity to interview for a position that they are eligible for, that may be even overqualified for, like Mister Bienname, who has a high or better track record than most of these coaches that are getting these positions, not saying that they are not qualified. So dabble, uh, I forgot the other coaches that have been hired or whatnot. They're qualified for their position. I'm not saying they're not because they are, but I'm also saying that there's a lot of minority head co- or coaches in the league that could be head coaches. Mike Tomlin is literally the only black head coach in the NFL. Yes. He has a winning season every single year, but he is the only black head coach in the NFL currently. And I think there's only, I don't even think there's any African-American owners in the league at this point still. So it's saying something to me that the league is 75% African-American, 75% Sam, and there is nobody at the top positions that represent, what we look like as african americans if you look every sunday sam you see majority of the people on the field outside of mostly at times the quarterback uh as in and, and line and linebackers and and offensive linemen are black this is this is a reality and the fact that people are not even getting a fair shot is pissing me off to my core so let's talk about brian flores <clears throat> He's a smart man, Sam. Would you, would you agree from what we've known so far?
0: Everything I've read or have heard yep. would lead me to believe that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we've talked about it when, uh when he was
1: fired. Yep. And and it still shouldn't have been fired, which is, it's whatever, but I mean, it kind of, this is where these things start to line up. You're, you're asked to uh, tank. You're going to, you're going to give, give be given a hundred thousand dollars per Flores. <laughs> From the owner to tank, so they have a better draft uh, pick and, and position. Then finds out the uh, the rumor is that he was told that the owner was his name uh, something Ross. What's his What's his first name? Stephen Ross. Stephen oh, Ross. You. Wow. Um, yeah. Whatever he can kiss my ass. Right yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, then gets upset because he sees Flores doing his actual job, which he got hired to do, which is when which is now affecting their, their lottery pick. And then the rumor goes even further or the allegations go any further uh, that he was invited to a secret uh, uh, meeting on this yacht. And two of them are supposed to be coming so they can <laughs> do whatever, squash their differences or whatever the case may be. The fact that all of that is even potentially true is disgusting. Now, the reason why I said about Flores being a smart person is I really hope he knows what he's doing because he's about to get the Colin Kaepernick treatment. And he's 100 percent never going to coach in the NFL ever again with. And he had a bunch like, as you alluded to before, he had a bunch of opportunities out there, whether he was going to get them or not. I don't think we're going to know now. Right. But I pray that he has all of his ducks in a row. I pray that he has enough evidence to to prove his case because you know the NFL is going to be super lawyered up on this one. Anything that could tarnish their brand, they're going to come at your neck with anything they possibly can to defend the brand because that's their money. And being that this is a class action lawsuit, this could really, 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 really crumble the NFL in a certain manner, especially if there's true evidence. I mean, we already have. Bill belichick with the text messages right and and him reaching out thinking he was speaking to dabble uh but he was actually reaching out to brian flores instead uh which i still both have, have worked
0: for him have, both yeah. worked for him
1: correct uh, yeah I, I i just have questions of how bill belichick knew before flores knew right well, that's-
0: I, yeah i don't think that's we talked about that off air i don't know if it's that important but Belichick's still widely connected in the Giants organization. He he holds the Giants very highly, of all accounts. Um, but it's, it's not important,
1: you know. I, I I mean, it's it to me. Yeah. Why is,
0: does he know? Why does he know? You're right.
1: That's 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 why. Why does he know? Why does he know that he his other guy already has the job? And Flores apparently did not even interview at that time. Why does he know that? Right. So it says to me, because it is a key part here, it says to me, if if this all holds up, is that the job was already given before he even got there. So you were just on the list so they can meet the qualifications of the ruining rule and continue to do whatever the hell they want to do, Sam. um, It's things like this. I know we're going to talk about the games and how phenomenal the playoffs have been so far, but it's shit like this that really gets me to not want to watch nfl it, it really really hurts my soul to sit here and even have to speak about this and again i don't think he would go and put and jeopardize his career if he didn't have something that is valid i i just i can't fathom that he doesn't have some damning information but i mean i guess we're going to find out uh as the proceedings of this case uh, happens, right? So, I mean, with all yeah, that it, I've said, I'd obviously know you know what's going on. Like, what is what is your thoughts on this? Well, when I first heard it,
0: I was in a meeting and I was like, wait, what? Didn't really th- think, you know, really know what I was reading. And then I, my first initial thoughts were, here we go again. And I mean that in with the most respect I mean, you're you're seeing you mentioned you mentioned uh just how Flores is probably never gonna coach again. Or you said never going to coach again. I don't want to put wor- words in your mouth. Um, and I agree with you. Uh a Ka- Kaepernick situation here, someone who he, he's gotta he's gotta have damning evidence. He has to know what he's doing. You're gonna go up against the shield here. I, you know, uh, if you will. Um it it's just it's hard to believe in 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 2022 that we are even having these conversations but we are and it's not just it's not just in the nfl bubble it's you know in in the courts right now um, the nfl called these claims in the suit without merit i don't know what they know other than what was in that lawsuit uh, usually you don't throw all of your bullets when you sue someone there's discovery and then there's, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, evidence and all that other stuff. I don't know. I've seen enough court shows to know like <laughs> this isn't over and the smoking gun and whatnot are, are still being, uh, concealed. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it was just interesting. All, you know, the giants denied this, the Broncos denied this, the Patriots had no comment. Um, The NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout organizations, a statement Tuesday night came. Diversity is at the core to everything we do, and we have a few issues, um, and there are a few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership team spend more time on. We will defend against these claims, which are without merit.
1: So did you guys defend against Gruden and, right. and all the other people that are still in that email thread that we still haven't heard about? Because we know McVeigh's dad was in there, right? We don't know who else is in there. I'm, the NFL does. So why have we not seen the names for that? See, it's, it's they pick and choose their battles, which I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. I don't think the – like I'll, I'll say the above average fan – that actually reads articles and you know maybe bets or talk stat lines or maybe even has their own podcast right uh it's this is not brushed like it's not something that we forgot about is there was literally they said emails over what 10 years i forgot how long how but I, i'm gonna say it's 10 years if i remember correctly yeah it was a while yeah a good amount. and i'm sure that there is plenty of people that are still working in the nfl that were in that email thread that probably participated in this type of whatnot. And we haven't even seen that. So you, you pick and choose when you want to do something, things going against the the cuff or going against the shield, right? It was convenient that that evidence came out at that point in time. And now Gruden's gone, right? Not saying he shouldn't have been, but this, you have to think about how these people and who the powers that be are behind this. Just think of Jerry Jones, think of, who is all behind this craft and so on and so forth. These guys are billionaires. They know every way around doing what they have to do to make sure that the business keeps growing and make sure that other people take the collateral damage and they just get a little ding in their armor. The NFL has been doing what they wanna do for quite some time and I'm truly sick of it, Sam. I'm truly, truly, truly fed up with it. I mean, it started with Colin Kaepernick, You can, the whole message got twisted and I'm sure the NFL had something to do with it. I don't have proof. That's just my conspiracy theory, but (laughs) you have that. Now we have this, right? It's just, you don't go against the shield, as you mentioned. And anytime you do is we're going to try to clean you up, get you out of here and make ourselves look look good because at the end of the day, it's it's about the green or blue in this case, because hundreds are blue now. Um, So, yeah, it it is what it is with this. I I mean, I, I hope, I pray that he has something in there, that this will be like a monumental case and it makes the NFL look so bad. I want that so badly. I love watching football, but I love my people more than anything. And I'm tired of us not getting the fair shake when I know certain people are qualified. If they're not qualified, then I don't care. But there's plenty of coaches that we've seen that are qualified that have to go to college to get their name up, to even get an interview. Patrick Ewan sat on a bench. I'm, I'm crossing over sports. Patrick Ewan sat on a bench for the Magic for years. Knows is one yes. of the greatest basketball players in the NBA history. One of the most dominant centers ever. You're going to tell me he doesn't know the game? He's sitting there being an assistant for all these years. He never got the head coach opportunity. He had to go to Georgetown, which I'm not saying that's his not prestigious. His alma no, mater. Yep. It's his
0: alma mater, too. Yep. But where else would have hired him?
1: Correct. So you're telling me that he doesn't have the knowledge know or the capability it, you know. to do that? It it, it know, just
0: makes no sense to me. I've always been like a you go through you you pay your dues you go through the ringer type thing and then you read stories that like josh mccallan who's just coached his like high school kids team gets is getting serious interviews with the texans you yep. know flores interviewed earlier last week with the texans you know you read stuff like that and it's no no i'm i you know i'm dragging josh McCowan in here who's a very smart guy and will by all accounts will be an excellent head coach one day but like pay your dues, bro. I guess if the opportunity is there and someone wants to make you head coach, you're not going to, you know, the system is way effed up and broken. You're just going to like, you know, if it serves you, you're going to, you know, you're going to take advantage of it. But, um, you know, uh, source told the athletic today that Flores understands his career is at stake by filing the suit. He did, however, have an interview um, with the Saints yesterday in Mobile. So there's that. And he's going to be on, you know, this podcast will already be published, but he will be on CBS mornings on Wednesday tomorrow or when you're listening to this this morning at 7 a.m. with his attorneys. Good. And Nate Burleson. So that'll be I will definitely be listening to I'll
1: be tuning in. You said Uh, it's on uh, CBS, correct?
0: cbs yeah, it's the morning show with um gail king and nate burleson okay
1: um
0: yeah i'll be oh yeah no man this is like this is we could spend we could spend days just talking about this and sure we will and we will we absolutely will um but you know to there's so many there's so many different things to so many different not tangents but ways to like pick apart this as like what the f is going on like from throwing games to
1: i'll put a ribbon on this it's real simple actually really interview these people that are qualified for the position and i mean multiple people of ethnicity and i'm not just saying that i mean everybody that has an opportunity Give everybody a true chance to really, really apply for a position because I'm sure you'd be wowed if you actually sat down with these people and really watched and really were invested in what they did. Because a coach like him that turned around a team that has not been good since Dan Marino left, (laughs) if we're talking real, turned around a team like that and made them something that people were actually talking about. Because every week I watch football, they were talking about the Dolphins. Whether good or bad, they were talking about them. That's something that wasn't really happening. So stop playing around with people's lives. Stop doing whatever ideology that you're running with. And give people an actual real chance. That's all, that's all I got to say. I mean, I got, like you said, Sam, a shit ton more to say. But I'm going to leave it right there for now. For now.
0: Among the areas flores said he'd like to see addressed in this lawsuit Increase influence of black individuals in hiring increase the objectivity of hiring terminating gm's head coaches and coordinators increase the number of black coordinators incentivize hiring retention of black gms head coaches and coordinators transparency of pay for gm's head coaches and coordinators and the lawsuit also did Seek this is from espn also didn't unspe- uh seek unspecified damages from the league the nfl did not immediately respond for that comment there but
1: i, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to give a settlement like they did for cap all the years later but i, I guess we're yeah gonna
0: that's the thing and you're gonna and you're you know they'll probably end up settling this the you know with the league but then you have you know you look at these individual owners i mean the Broncos, I don't know much about that situation, but we'll get to that. The Broncos are for sale. Um, you know, this. the G- Giants Vietnamese, Vietnamese. I can't even say, deny uh, any wrongdoing in their hiring process. Of course, they hired former Bills GM, uh, assistant GM Joe Shane as their GM. And it was rumored the entire time that either Brian Dable or Flores going to be the next head coach of the giants they end up you know it was rumored friday night last friday night that the dolphins were zeroing in on dable and then the next thing you know dables named the head coach of the giants so it was like one of those oh crap we're gonna lose them let's hire them kind of things mm-hmm. but that you know again not putting any uh not justifying any of this and then you have you have the Dolphins owner which i think on its own is just damning as, as sports fans we you know i i said it on the podcast i wished uh we had trevor lawrence as our quarterback and we lost all those games and adam Gase's is garbage and whatnot but you don't actually lose the games guys like that's for fans to say like to call up sports talk radio and like bitch about on facebook like you don't actually you can't lose you can't actually lose the games. I know I'm all for like the talking about tanking and putting your team in a position to win, but you can't be paying your head coach to throw games, especially with like now with all you know the NFL being, you know, married to all these sports books and, and betting. You can't be throwing games. Well, what, I mean, you Pete know, Rose, well,
1: Pete Rose is not in the hall of fame for betting on games, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and, and lying this, about this, it and, for 20 years. And then this GM or the owner is telling you to tank. Like that's literally doing the same thing. It, it, and it's, uh, it's in a higher magnitude because you're paying somebody that is your head coach. whose job is to actually win and you're telling them to tank. And I'm just going to give you an extra hundred thousand dollars if you do this. And like you said, to being tied to all this type of betting now I'm sure, Hey, listen, my guy's going to throw, make sure this game is, is, is off Bet this who's to say that's not happening.
0: Yeah. You can't do that, man. Like, I know we, like we talk about, I I would love Trevor Lawrence as a jets quarterback, but I really hope that Woody Johnson or Chris Johnson at the time didn't go to Adam Gase and say, Hey man, lose these games. If he did, he was pretty bad at it, but still like, don't, you know, like, you you can't do that I, it sounds you know i i sound like a hypocrite whatever but like you, you can't you just you can't do it and and that's not even the most damning thing in this report you know it's it's not the years of systematic racism
1: that have just like
0: i don't know there were more black head coaches 10 years ago than there are now
1: yep and, and they don't uh, get the, they don't get the same opportunities i've watched plenty no? of plenty of white coaches leave the league because they did so terrible go and become a coordinator on one of these high powered colleges or a head coach, build up, stay there for two or three years and then come back to the NFL and get another job. Like it's nothing. It's basically like, uh, the, the D league for the NFL for coaches is you, you go back to college, you stay there for a little bit. You have people forget about you for a little bit. Then you apply for a head coach job again, and you'll be a hot yeah, topic. Bill O'Brien. Over there. Bill Bill O'Brien
0: was with with the Crimson Tide last year. He's Mm going to be like the offensive coordinator of the Patriots again. You talk about there's five head coaching vacancies left. Josh McDaniels is now with the Raiders. Matt Eberfluss is now with the the Bears. Um, You know, we talked about Brian Dable with the Giants. And one is slipping my mind. Um, Oh, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett signing with the... With the Packers, so there's five jobs left. Harbaugh's going. You know, we'll talk about that. Harbaugh's probably the next Vikings head coach, and and then what? There's four jobs. Does Eric Bieniemy get a job? Probably not Does, again. Uh, Patrick Graham of the Giants, the defensive coordinator, get a job?
1: I mean, Lewis Riddick was the finalist for the Giants. Does Lou Riddick get a job? GM, probably not again. He was a finalist for the Giants GM. What was it, three years ago when they hired Gettleman, four years ago? Gettleman literally demolishes the Giants. Sorry, Giants fans, as you had to go through that? No, Um, he did. He absolutely demolishes them. And then this time around, Lewis Riddick doesn't even get a call. So tell me how you're a finalist and then you don't get a call the next time around. Like, you guys messed up, and then you don't call him this time? You just go somewhere else? And they have the right to do and choose wherever they want to go. I'm not saying they don't. Yeah, and we don't know. Maybe he's comfortable at
0: ESPN now. Maybe. He's in the Monday night booth. Maybe. Maybe that's what he wants right now. Um, you know, we can't we we're not gonna speak for him, although you would think that we're Lou Riddick's personal PR firm the time. I, we talk I feel him. like I am.
1: <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, enough on this. Let's let's get to the game, Sam.
0: Oh man.
1: Um football was tad on
0: Sunday, huh? Trying to segue this. You said um, it's bad on Sunday. No, was had.
1: Oh yeah, it was. It was it definitely was good, had, man. Sure. It was great. I don't know
0: where you want. Let's let's. I'm gonna pick where we start. I'm hosting this podcast. I'm picking. <laughs> okay, hey man, go for it.
1: Go for it. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> How about them Bengals, huh? Yeah, I knew you were gonna go right there. Of course, you're gonna go right there. Woo! Go, Burr. Too bad you didn't pick that at the beginning of the year, like my Super Bowl pick. <clears throat> nope. man. I okay, wish though. I did. I'd be rich. You know, I mean, you <laughs> you probably would have been. Not not probably. You
0: absolutely would have been rich. Um, I wonder what the. I don't know what the odds are. I think they were like one twenty five to one or something like that. Like, AKA, you would have been nice. wealthy.
1: Yeah. Wealthy as hell. But so yes, like the that. the Bengals, Chiefs, final score twenty seven twenty four bangles, your guy who they are now deeming Joe cool Joe Burrow,
0: Joey left. franchise
1: <laughs> relax uh through was was twenty three for thirty eight through for two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. So we're gonna just stop right there. How do, I know you love your boy. This remember, this guy was the guy that got sacked nine times a couple of weeks ago. And he's still out here slinging the ball. And he has the chance of being the only quarterback, if he wins the Super Bowl, the only quarterback to win a Heisman, to win a national championship, and to win a Super Bowl. He would be the only one to do that.
0: That's wild, huh?
1: Which is surprising. But it's it's wild. It's it's wild to see that. Uh Mahomes on the other end, uh, he threw. He was 26 for 39, uh, 275 yards, three TDs, and two interceptions, which one was extremely big and changed the game and also made me lose my prop bet. That was a seven-leg bet that would have won me $750 for a $50 bet. Thank you, Patty. Um,
0: that was a hell of a bet. You showed me that.
1: It, it was a hell of a bet and literally needed one thing to happen, which was, Joe Burrow, though, a touchdown to Higgins, and it just didn't happen. Once they started driving down the field, I was like, oh, yes, this is great. I was like, wait, wait. They only need to kick a field goal right now to win the game. This bet's over. <laughs> yeah. And that was just the end of that for me. Um, couple it, more stats. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Stat me, man. Stat that. <laughs> couple more stats real quick. Uh, Bengals, total yards, 359. Um, they had 243 passing yards, 116 rushing yards. The Chiefs, uh, total yards, 375 uh, total yards, uh, 236 passing, and 139 uh, rushing. So neither of them really ran the ball a lot. I mean, it, they they did have over 100, but that was a mix. Um, there was no one person with the running backs that they have that, that kind of did that. But here's where the Bengals, I think, took uh the keg sam was the total time of possession um the Bengals were 35 minutes uh 56 seconds to the chiefs 29 minutes and 42 seconds so what was your thoughts overall on the game man because this game was absolutely amazing as the last two weeks have been Uh a tale of two halves for sure
0: that's for um, sure the first half i'm sitting there uh sitting there i'm at my parents house is happy birthday dad we're sitting there
1: happy birthday. The games
0: on in the back background and i'm like oh, this game's over and then uh i think the the where the momentum completely changed was where patrick told uh andy he wanted to go for it on fourth down right at the goal line there instead of kicking a field goal and he had tyreek hill in the flat and um I remember the yardage or where they were, but right before the half and got Tyreek got stuffed. And it was like, after that, it was like the Pat Mahomes that we saw earlier in the year, right? Like trying to like do way too much instead of taking what the defense is giving. Mm -hmm. And it's the Bengals have a a decent defense. It's not great. Um, It certainly was going to be a shootout, but the, but that, that was pretty much it. For Patrick Mahomes after that I mean he kind of went back into a shell like it was not characteristic of him I think he only had like 58 yards in the second half or something like that I really think that's where you know to have the Bengals who've already beaten this team this year know that you know they've beaten the Titans the number one seed they beat Patrick Mahomes or already in the season And and, uh, they went to that locker room saying, like, we got this. And then when you have like the just insane uh, confidence that Joe Burrow has, (laughs) you see it from the kicker, you see it from Joe Burrow and everyone in between. And they just carry that to a victory. And and that interception, as you mentioned, uh, in overtime was huge. and and that's it all they needed was a field goal from like one of the most clutch kickers i've seen right like we're talking about like what evan mcpherson is doing right now is like i'm not going to say he's the best kicker in the league but he's having like because it's still justin tucker but um he's having a run like you know venetary would in a playoff run like it's it's money man he's doing a he's it's clutch this team's this team's fun. They don't make mistakes either. They really don't. They're not the most like talented team, but they're like, they don't make mistakes. They really cut back on the turnovers throughout the year and they're playing tight football. And I, I'm not betting against Joe Burrow, but we'll save that for next week. But that's it's, my thoughts on the game.
1: I mean, I did say last week that they remind me of a young Tom Brady and Vinatieri duo. Um, But they remind me of my birds when they made their run for the Super Bowl. Yes, Joe Burrow is better than Nick Foles. (laughs) I'm not going to act like he's not. Um, Yes, Jamar Chase was better than pretty much any of the wide receivers that we had on the roster at that time. Um, But the way that they caught this momentum and have been riding this wave, uh, that's all you need is to catch fire. And, and you don't need anything else yes their defense has been sus several times throughout the season even even now but they seem to always make a big play when they need to make a big play um and they've done it since wild card weekend right all the way up until now um in the playoffs so this is who they are this is what they do uh joe Pretty much gets out there every snap and it's all right, whatever. <clears throat> the last snap did not matter if it didn't go well or if it went well. We're now worried about this one and he continues to move forward like that. So he has a a veteran presence, um, or to him, even though he's this is only his second year and this is his first full year. Um I'm I'm just hearing like the analysts talk about him and hearing how everybody is pretty much talking about him. Uh, in the sports world in general, I think people are seeing what this kid can be. Um, and again, I think we just have to wait to see what type of greatness Joe Burrow is going to bring. But I think what since he did uh, by getting his guy, uh, you know, to to throw the ball to, they have a chemistry already. So it, it's essentially they didn't need to work on anything extra. Uh, they I mean, they are. But they already have that chemistry and that timing down pat. And that takes sometimes a wide receiver and a quarterback years to get. And they have that already. Right. So you can see by the back, uh, the back shoulder passes and and the timing that Burrow throws the ball before he even cuts because he knows where his guy's gonna be. Um, so I think the bang- Bengals are extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, but I think both teams are extremely dangerous, and and we're gonna get into the other game. So what was the other game sam
0: um i believe the san francisco 49ers were in la to play your los angeles
1: rams <laughs> they're not mine but for for the podcast podcast uh, podcast purposes they are um <clears throat> it was basically like a home game for the niners yeah i don't know <laughs> wild they literally mobbed sofi uh you saw more red in there than blue and uh and maze or yellow or whatever form of yellow they want to call it um it was so mind-blowing to me just to see that but i mean it makes sense the bay is not too far from there and niners fans travel extremely well um that's a storied franchise so it's l.a
0: and the rams still haven't even though they've been to a super bowl since they just haven't um really cemented a fan base there yet and the chargers too I mean, even if with you're not, herbert uh,
1: If you're not the Dodgers, it doesn't matter, really, in L.A. Or the Lakers. Yeah, in the Lakers, yeah. I meant to say them, too. It's outside of those two teams, this is kind of like whatever. And not saying that other teams around them haven't had success. Uh, It's just if you're not the Lakers and you're not the Dodgers, it's a Laker and Dodger town. And that's kind of it. Once you start going north and south, then that's when you start seeing, you know, the Kings and the Clippers. I mean, even though the Clippers are still. Have you ever met
0: a Kings fan?
1: have i ever met a kings fan no yeah. i've never been in sacramento <laughs> that's the only place i think that's where kings fans are literally right there and they might not yeah. even be kings fans there they might be laker fans who knows uh um, remember those
0: 2000 teams, like Mike baby c webb
1: um, was still one of my favorite teams ever like, yeah man white chocolate those, out there uh
0: those battles against the the lakers and the conference finals and stuff like Anyway, go, go, go on. That's the most king's talk we're gonna talk yeah, about. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> um, so the score uh was 2017, Rams, uh Jimmy G, 16 for 30, 235, uh pa- passing yards, two TDs, uh, one interception, costly interception. Uh Stafford 31 45, uh 337. Uh, two TDs and one INT. Uh, the Rams total uh, yards 396, uh, 326 passing, 70 rushing, which is really interesting that they were really low on the rushing. They're going to need that in the Super Bowl, but we'll talk about that more when we have our Super Bowl talk. Uh, Niners 282 total yards, uh, 232 passing, and 50 rushing yards. Um, Rams time of uh, possession was 35 minutes, 39 uh, seconds, were to the uh, Niners, 24 minutes and 21. Um, and it is, excuse me. And then there, the Rams also had a higher third down conversion rate than the Niners, which was huge in this game. The Rams were 11 for 18, where the Niners were three for nine. Um, so I think- you with the stats. You know, I gotta have them ready. Um, so the time, the time of possession, the rushing and the third down conversion, I think that, and also that huge INT. Uh, I think those were the four things that really, really changed this game. Um, I guess I'll start by asking you, Sam, what are your thoughts on Jimmy G?
0: I said a couple of weeks ago, last week, he's an average quarterback in an elite scheme. I still believe that. I don't think this loss was completely on him. Even though when, you know, his line was crumbling and he, I felt like the last couple of drives, he was on the ground or just completely swallowed up every time he tried to, to make a big throw. Um, the, the Rams really led in all of these categories throughout the game, or especially the first half, even though they were trailing and it really, uh, it, it it, Rams continued to make a lot of mistakes which they have been doing all season but still find a way to win uh and i think the 49ers just continued to try to run the ball tried to get creative and was wasn't working and i don't know they literally had the game in their hands and tart dropped that interception
1: um i was uh, he's yeah i guarantee he's kicking poor kid
0: yeah and he owned up to it after in a you know he was tweeting about it. he owned up to it and uh, you know obviously and took it very gracefully and you feel for the kid literally the super bowl was in or potentially was in his hands and he yeah. and he dropped it in a floater a duck you know that you know that ball shouldn't have been thrown but like that but um yeah, yeah that's kind of kind of what happened uh, you know it's uh it'll be an interesting super bowl matchup but I mean, I picked the 49ers to win. I really thought the 49ers were going to win. I hoped. And I begged. And it didn't work. But uh, they blew. Like, I think it was like the largest lead in an NFC title game in in its history or something like that. Um, and the, you can't do that and expect to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, That's no. not how it
1: works. No, it's definitely not how it works. But, so, I mean, it is what it is, I guess, in that situation. It's. Uh, now i guess the next step for them is to see you know if if they're if trey lance is that guy right they 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 mortgaged off their future to kind of see if he's that guy so I, I think this is the part that you know jimmy g departs even though his teammates love him like yeah. absolutely love him like he's an extremely likable guy um i mean he's a porn star jimmy um but You know they they enjoy him very much so uh so i'm sure wherever he he goes it's going to translate Uh, i still think my guess is to the steelers but we'll get into that um but the rams your rams told you all that they were going to the super bowl and they are going to the super bowl um now they just need to complete what i said that they were going to do, which is when I should have probably bet this, but you know, sports betting wasn't in New York at that time. So I would have had to drive to Jersey to get it done. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Stafford is, uh, I'm not going to toot Stafford's horn too much as Dan Arlowski has been doing that for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I won't do that for too long, but uh, Sam and I are, you know, pretty much we have the chasing points uh, fan club for Matthew Stafford, we both talked about how we really enjoy this, but I think somebody, I, I think it was, it was a couple of analysts that made this point, And I think it's a very, very valid point. Matthew Stafford is built for this moment because he's gotten his face pretty much beaten in when he played for Detroit all these years. And he had to come, come from behind all these years while he was in Detroit. And so he's ready for this time. Um, to have odell which seems to have been the perfect trade they get odell with just to have him as basically the third wide receiver in the death chart and robert woods goes down and odell becomes the number two immediately and then over the time he has proven to be everything that we all thought odell was uh and i think he's shut up a lot of people that were saying you know he's been overrated and had nothing left in the tank. I mean, the guy really wasn't doing much because, A, he had a quarterback, which I'm using couldn't the term quarterback him. very, very loosely, uh, in Baker Mayfield. <laughs> um, couldn't find him. That couldn't, couldn't find, find him, him at all. Yeah, apparently you can't find one of the <clears throat> fastest people and one of the uh, a generational wide receiver. And I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but what he has done and how he's influenced the wide receivers that you see now, uh his impact goes way beyond the numbers um cooper cup triple crown, triple crown, uh crown winner can't speak today um he's absolutely been crushing it i mean everything is going the way that they sh- it should be going and i'm not even going to talk about the defense because you know aaron donald is rallying
0: donald, do you see him rallying that absolutely. team and they like woke up and that was it
1: listen aaron donald speaks you listen and that, yeah. i don't care in nfl aaron donald speaks you listen like he's as i said before he is one of the best players if not the best player that we've seen in the past 10 years and i mean overall a like just best football player um i'm just happy man i'm happy that they're there but they're gonna go to super bowl and they're gonna win it so we'll we'll get to that too
0: yeah Odell saying he's in the best shape of his life he's the fastest strongest he's ever been and he just wants to win and you see that he gets a lot of you know I've talked trash about him too um but locker room killer all these things he's trying to shed all that he just wants to win and he's making big plays when he needs to and when you have yeah triple crown winner on one side and Odell on the other side and you know van jefferson's nothing to you know um to look over either he's yeah he's pretty good it's it's formidable i mean both these receiving cores are really good and it's going to be it's going to be fun it's going to be a fun game i look forward to talking about it with you i look forward to the commercials i look forward to the food we'll get into all that next week
1: for sure for sure and also to the locker room comment is everybody has always said outside of the locker room how odell has messed up the locker room but nobody's ever said inside the locker room what odell has done for his teammates and what he does um so that's if you play sports you know that there's always outside talk there and and all that matters is what goes on in that locker room and, and what happens from there yes he didn't have the uh, at, at the tail end of his career over at the giants it wasn't the greatest and then how he left Cleveland wasn't the greatest either, Uh, but he's literally kept his mouth shut and just does what he has to do. And he's actually kept his mouth shut when he was in with the Browns the whole time. So uh, he was asked things and he was politically correct. I think the only time that you really got to see him go a little bit uh, outside of his character was, you know, the Josh Norman situation and, you know, getting into a fight with the, a net, but that that's that. Um, Sam. Today, well, when you guys hear this, it'll be the day after, but the first day of Black History Month, 2022, is also the official day of retirement for the GOAT, Tom Brady, who officially retired on February 1st, 2022. Adam Shafter reported it super early um he he doubled down on it <laughs> him and jeff darlington reported yep. it but it was him but he doubled down flinch on he was like yeah no he's like he, he might not have said it yet he's gonna wait to say it he's like but he's definitely retiring and shefty is not wrong i he, it's a it's remarkable how has he ever been
0: wrong i, I mean,
1: don't think he has <laughs> he's been
0: andrew luck there's been so many oh moments gosh.
1: everything his sources are so strong he is the tmz of nfl <laughs> because once once he gets a hold of it it's a done deal like he's it's over but
0: is uh, tom brady's father just vehement via i can't say this word Vietnamese, just denying
1: Vietnamese. it now I, I can't say because of you just
0: Vietnamese. denying yeah denying it looked like a fool denying it. everybody the the buck saying no one's heard from him i mean brady played this thing out he didn't want to announce it it got leaked clearly yes he didn't want to announce it before the title games mm-hmm. didn't want to announce it yesterday monday because let that be about the bengals and the rams rightfully so and today was the day to announce it we have a week two weeks to talk about tom brady yep. and now brad flores was like nope and that's fine <laughs> yep. and that's fine but <laughs> yeah he said,
1: he said tom brady hold my beer <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and uh you want something to talk about this is uh this is great i um so the one thing i take away from this nine page instagram post <laughs> sorry i almost dropped my pen um oh i'm getting stats about our Basque fantasy basketball league how are you doing in that league you're good
1: Uh, no, Sam, you think you know the answer (laughs) to that? I have one win in there.
0: Um, where where the hell is it? Oh, yeah, nine page Instagram post. He never mentions the Patriots, Belichick, or the Crafts, but I just read something that reportedly he's retiring as Patriot, gonna sign a one day contract, of course, which makes sense. I hope he does that.
1: There's no way he wasn't gonna do that, and he did tweet after about you know past nation but yeah i mean i know tom is is very methodical as what we've seen uh about him over the years so the fact that he didn't put the patriots in there like i feel like he's still got something lingering that's been bothering him about them right because you don't forget you don't forget the the person that you've been married to for 20 years, right? You don't forget, just forget about them that you had in his case. I'm just going to use this as analogy. The marriage is him and the Patriots. The kids are the rings trophies, right? You don't just forget all about that. There's no way you forget about that. That's literally a part of your DNA. It's your history. Yeah, man. So the fact that he didn't put that in there was interesting to me, but also on the flip side, if I'm, if I'm trying to play both sides here is, it's a very emotional day for somebody that wanted to keep playing, you know, but realized that, you know, family and his wife, and he wants to spend time and doing that. And he's, he said, if I'm not 100%, I'm not going to, not going to do it. So I do commend him for knowing when to fold them and and to get out with your health. And we know how healthy he's been. Uh, But also as reported and never really reported is the many concussions that Tom Brady has had. It never just gets reported, which is weird to me, Sam, that his concussions aren't really reported like that. Um, but I guess what do you mean? So there's been talk about it. I know there was a big deal like a couple of years ago that Tom has had some concussions that weren't ever reported, like flat out given to the press. That's the actual truth. Because huh. I think mean, Giselle actually came on. She was talking about it in an actual interview that is still publicized uh, that you talk about his concussion. Yeah. Unless the
0: independent neurologist sees you on the sideline, you know, these guys are just going to get up, shake it off and keep playing. for Mm -hmm. sure. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. So, I mean,
0: they just want to play.
1: You guys can, you guys can read up on that on your own, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of undisclosed injuries and, and that certain people get to, you know, brush under the rug and they have mutual agreements, but We're not in that. So you want some stats for Tom, man? Stat me. Give you some stats, some accolades. Uh, All right. For those that don't know, and if you don't know, you should probably pause this podcast and just go read up on what I'm about to share with you. Seven-time Super Bowl champ. Check. That's more than any franchise has. So one individual alone has more Super Bowls championships than any franchise in totality. Five Super Bowl MVPs, more than any other player. Three NFL MVPs and is the oldest to win one. He won in 2017 when he was 40 years old. He's a 15-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, two-time Offensive Player of the Year, and a member of two all-decade teams, which was the 2000s, 2010s, which I'm sure he's going to be in this next one, too. uh, Played 22 years. He's retiring now at 44. Uh, This season, which is going to be proof that he could have still kept going, 719 attempts, 485 completions, 5,316 yards. 269 first downs, a a 67.5 completion percentage, um, 43 touchdowns this year, and then 312.7 yards per game. And that is a record for the oldest player doing that. Now, his records, his actual records the most completions with 7263 your boy second attempts 11317 your boy second yards 8000 excuse me 84520 and then touchdowns 624 those are all the records that he has right now those those are the big four i'm sure he has some other weird ones um just running down that list and going through and as i was reading this and writing this all down i said yeah it's kind of hard to dispute that this dude is like (laughs) he's that guy being a sixth round pick and then doing all of this he's had
0: three hall of fame careers man he has it's been wild. Uh three. I mean, you really break up like his twenties, his thirties, and just the first four years of his forties. Like it's already a Hall of Fame career. It's just nuts. Um to to break away from Brady really quick, your our boy Sta- uh Stafford, he wins a Super Bowl. He's Hall of Famer. I say yes yeah i think so too i think eventually i don't think it's a immediate thing
1: but yeah i think that solidifies him to be you know to get into canton
0: <laughs> yeah i i'm surprised brady uh back to brady i'm surprised he i thought he had one year left i said it last week I, th- I thought he i'm surprised that he did it but he's been talking a lot about family and clearly you know his kids are older and doesn't want to miss those moments. And I respect, I, you know, as being a father of two, I respect that totally. Um, Cause when Tom Brady turns it on, he turns it on. And I can't imagine really associating with him during the football season. It's gotta be uh, he's gotta be in the zone all the time. So, you know, good, good for him. Um, yeah. Just best ever do it uh tormented me for 20 years in the <laughs> AFC East. So good good riddance. Um I think it's I mean gonna that.
1: be interesting, Sam, to see that or to see next season no Tom Brady anywhere.
0: No Tom Brady and the NFC South is a mess, man. It
1: is. Yes it is no
0: Sean Payton, the you know n- no quarterback in New Orleans. We'll see who the head coach is, but um the Bucks, you know, we'll see what who returns from that team? Uh, Godwin's probably gone. There's probably some other casualties. Um, the Panthers, <laughs> the Falcons, Matty Ice, probably, probably toast, right? Like a year or two. So, like, it's really interesting that that team's going to be completely revamped over the, that division's going to be completely revamped over the next couple of years. It's gonna be really interesting to see that.
1: I'm I'm super intrigued um, what is going to all play out. <laughs> I think it's going to be the NFC South might be just as bad as the NFC East <laughs> next year. I think the NFC East will probably be better next year, at least with two teams, the Cowboys and the Eagles. But I mean, the Giants may be with this new shakeup. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um yeah, it's just really, it's really, really weird. Like when I saw it come across my phone before I sent it to you, I was just like, I was like, why is somebody playing a joke like this? Like, why are they doing this? Right? I don't, I don't think whatever he retired, I was gonna be like, okay, like this is real. I thought it was always gonna be like, you know, this is just somebody's making this up, and then was just kind of letting it sink in. And then you heard that he didn't say it himself, and it was just like, "All right, see, this is what I was talking about. It was, is fake." And then, you know, on on the first, it was just like, "Oh no, this is this is real." Shefty was right. This is real. It's over and done with. So, um, thank you for letting us watch history, Tom. But I'm also glad that you are history, so we don't have to watch you win any more rings and be there at the end. I'm very thankful for that. And I know you definitely are, Sam, as a Jets fan. So Um, what do we got next, man?
0: Hey, you want to play? Do you care? Sure. Cool. Great. Let's do it. (laughs) Hey, uh, tomorrow or today, Wednesday, the second is National Signing Day in college football, where, you know, high school recruits commit to the colleges that they're going to um, attend For the next three or four years um hey do you know where michigan university of michigan head coach jim harbaugh is going to be tomorrow
1: uh with the vikings i believe
0: yeah he's going to be with the minnesota vikings uh interviewing for their head coaching job do you think he's out the door yes do you care
1: no i do not (laughs) at all i do not care not one bit he's going to the vikings who i don't care about and he's leaving michigan that i don't care about so no i do not care
0: (laughs) you that was it no i don't care either but i just wanted to lead with the michigan thing um that's kind of crazy that it's national signing day like if he doesn't get this job or doesn't want this job what you know usually he's he's toyed with the nfl before to get like a big. you know coaches do this to get a bigger contract from the university Mm and. Yeah tomorrow is not the day to do that. You're telling all of these recruits that you just spent the last year recruiting I'm not going to be here for real real. <laughs> so good I thought luck. that was very interesting. Good luck to you. Hey um what's up? It's a good luck to you recruits. Yeah. Um Hey uh Jimmy G, you mentioned it before. He's out the door. You mentioned the Steelers. Do you think there's a chance that Jimmy G stays with the 49ers? And do you care?
1: I do care. And no, I don't think there's a chance that he stays with the Niners. I think that he played his last game on Sunday, um, which is unfortunate because, I mean, he's gotten them to two Super Bowls, which I really feel it's been the defense. But uh, he's he's been able to manage a game to make sure that he doesn't do too much, but even in those games, he's still, you know, done some things. It's kind of like, uh, eh. um, I think with uh, Kyle Shanahan as the mastermind behind, I think they're they're going to be a viable team no matter what. Uh, but I do think he's going to the Steelers. Um, I do think Tomlin is going to try to find that, or they'll just go into the draft. Um, but I mean, he could also end up with the Broncos if, you know, a Aaron doesn't go there. Um. But I, as I said before, it's it's Trey Lance's time. They're going to see what they can get out of him. And I guess we'll see what happens next because they didn't invest all that money for nothing. He's got one year on his wing. Uh, he played some games. So his red shirt season will be over next season. So your thoughts? Do you care?
0: Yeah, I don't care. I think he's gone. Um, John Lynch, the GM of the 49ers, shook or high-fived everyone leaving or entering the locker room after the loss on Sunday. And then when Jimmy came out, it was a long embrace, which was basically like, thanks, peace, you know? <laughs> uh,
1: these, these people are really, really awkward and they wonder why people speculate so much Is because you make it so obvious. Right, right. How, how What would you think otherwise? Like, you, you give everybody a high five and you give me a long embrace? Like, hmm, weird
0: there's there's a lot of places i mean there's a lot of places that could use jimmy g's services the draft class coming out isn't that strong at the quarterback position you have um guys like him mitchell trubisky could be available um yeah i know you're shaking your head but there's just it's it's not jimmy g's gonna find a place whether it's in new orleans or know, carolina somewhere i have no idea you know there's a ton of teams looking for quarterbacks and sure not as many quarterbacks so it you know the carousel will will continue to spin we will be on it as we usually are the qb carousel for sure hey um the slam dunk comp uh contest contestants were announced i can't speak words are are very hard it's late i'm sorry um (laughs) hey let's start this over hey the slam dunk contest is coming up do you want to know who's in it
1: uh I know, but share it with the people.
0: I'll share it with the people. Rockets rookie Jalen Green, Mm -hmm. right? Magic point guard Cole Anthony, son of Greg Anthony. Warriors small forward Juan Toscano Anderson. And my power forward for my New York Knicks, Obi Toppin. You like the slam dunk competition? You're still into the skills challenge? Into all that?
1: I mean, I watch it because it's it's just basketball. So I'm always watching for competition, something to get, you know, my competitive juices going. But uh, it's lost its luster to me. Um, the slam dunk contest, for sure, uh, because it used to be, like, the big names in there. Now it's just, like, the young... It's it's. I do like the dunk contest still because it's the young guys that are jumping out the gym and actually doing this stuff, like, in practice. Like, Cole Anthony and, and Jalen Green, like, they... They have so many highlights that it makes sense. I mean, Obi Toppin has won a slam dunk contest too. I mean, he's also from the area. Um, so, I mean, that just jumping out the gym is great. But, I mean, I think we all have been robbed of not ever seeing LeBron in a dunk contest, right? Um, there's definitely other people in the league right now that got crazy hops that are superstars that I wish would have been there, like,
0: I wish it was cool to do this and not like yeah. a first or second year player.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, who is it that we're still waiting for? Is 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 Ja? Was Ja would be? Oh, yeah, able, it would be great. If Zion? Yeah. If well, Zion, we need Zion. Yeah. We
0: need Zion on the court first, but Correct. yeah, that would be great.
1: But you know, just having people like that in there, I think that would people would literally buy tickets just to go to the dunk contest for that.
0: What was the last like memorable dunk contest you remember? mine, I think was like, uh, I mean, I, I kind of tuned out the all the like Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon ones, like Blake jumping over the Kia. That was probably it for me. That was probably the last one I saw.
1: No, that was that one. The one that you literally just said is the Zach Levine, uh, Aaron Gordon battles. Uh, that was, yeah, that was nuts. And prior to that, it was like Blake for sure. Yeah, Blake would do. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of. Yeah, that, that's those are the last, like, memorable ones for me. Outside of that, everyone's been kind of like, eh, whatever, like, you won, who cares? Um, But, yeah, I, I think watching highlights and watching what people do in, in like, uh, practice and what they do in street games and stuff like that, I would love to see that in an actual dunk contest. So we'll see if people actually start bringing those dunks in there. But, I mean, overall, I do care but i don't you
0: I, yeah no I, i'm not gonna watch it okay i'll see the highlights fair i used to love like skills the skills challenge and stuff for um you know even hockey, the hockey skills challenge was cool all that stuff and they're bringing it back for the pro bowl good, good. hey next next topic the pro Bowls on sunday you watching nope yeah me neither next nope. uh <laughs> not at i think all. we had the same conversation last year yeah, no Mm-mm. um there's been little progress between the major league baseball players association and major league baseball uh jeff passan of vspn's reporting that spring training may be delayed do you care
1: i do care because i'm to go to a game <laughs> yes <laughs> i want to see we... baseball on time that's it can we
0: not can we not do this can we i I said was it last week that i was like begging the imaginary baseball officials that listen to this podcast like can we just like start getting along here and just i know they have to make up like 90 million dollars and like revenue and like figure all this stuff out but like you cannot afford to not be on tv and and filling ballparks and you owe it to a generation of young fans and old fans and everyone in between to get your ass together and just let's figure this out because we need baseball i need baseball
1: i I need it as well i mean i didn't get to go to a game at all last year which is unfortunate and then when i wanted to go to a game you know Achilles didn't cooperate, right? Um, So this year I would definitely be going to several games to where we're going, man. We're going. Oh, I'm game. This this time it's definitely happening. Um, I'm game. We're gonna broadcast live. That would be interesting. Uh, We might get sued by the MLB, but
0: yeah, maybe we'll probably have to be outside.
1: It's okay. We'll we'll get it done. It's train station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God!
0: Here we go. Uh, Next to the guys playing saxophone and selling and peanuts character character art. Yeah.
1: I got, you got to get in the peanut peanuts truck. outside in the peanut truck. That's it's the ish. I'm telling you, the hot, yeah, honey peanut hot
0: peanuts. Products. Man, I know what you're talking about.
1: Buy those for the train ride home. Mm, golden, bring <sighs> me there already, please. I need it. I need it. Anything else on the docket? Um,
0: no, man, that's it. What are you looking forward to this weekend? This week on sports, uh, this weekend, sports. <laughs>
1: um, oh, well. I guess more basketball uh, seeing what's going on before the trade deadline. Cause we're now in the month of the trade deadline. Uh, so seeing what's going to happen see if there's any moves prior to that. Uh, see how teams are, you know, start to pan out or whatnot. And I guess we just go from there uh, outside of that. Uh, just looking forward, just spending time and getting some things done around the house, man. Uh, how about yourself?
0: I, uh, I hate that there's no football this weekend i do as well i don't like this week off another pro bowl but whatever um yeah i i'm a fan of the nba trading deadline i hope uh hope there's some big moves that we could talk about something we forgot to talk about now that i'm remembering how about your boy uh daryl Morey saying that he's
1: not your boy uh definitely not my boy
0: saying he's not trading ben simmons until the off season does this have anything to do with last week uh the the nets saying they're not you know or james harden saying yeah i'm not gonna resign here
1: well i mean james harden said in this press conference that if you didn't hear from me uh it's not true but james that's not accurate because we didn't hear from you when you wanted out of houston and you got out of houston so don't really believe that Um, I think Maury is trying to get James Harden because of his relationship with him and all the years in, in Houston, and if they don't get rid of Ben, and they're able somehow to to make those three work like they're they immediately make their own big three. I think the relationships, I think the relationship with Ben and the Sixers and players is is done. I mean, him and Joel are not cool at all, and you don't yeah. have to be cool with somebody that you're playing on the court, but uh, I think it's it's been so publicized that they just don't mess with each other. I think it's kind of pointless, and they just missed out on getting De'Aaron Fox out of that. So, uh, yes, two Kings mentions and one podcast.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, I like De'Aaron Fox. I do as well. I, I, they fast. need to hurry up and get it. We talked about it on the podcast when Sam was not here, is that you know, they need to get De'Aaron his shine because if you don't watch basketball heavy like that, you're missing out on a true talent uh, in De'Aaron Fox. So I guess we'll just have to see. But yeah, I
0: we mentioned All-Star Weekend mm-hmm. really quick. I have it written down. What what sneakers drop in that weekend that we need to cop?
1: <laughs> I don't know yet. Uh, outside Ooh. of outside of the bronze uh, that they're re um, they're retroing which are the the uh all-star nines uh the big bang uh don't know when and when that's dropping i'm assuming probably all star but there's it hasn't really been uh, uh any uh info on the uh the drops yet but nike normally unro- unravels a whole campaign for it so probably next week or the week after yeah next week or the week after you will probably have uh, uh what they're actually doing so yeah and for
0: more yeah for more sneaker content check out brendan's other podcasts that he (laughs) cheats on me with for the love of hype it was around wherever you get this podcast (laughs) no i know i know (laughs) wherever you get this podcast subscribe to for the love of hype and you'll scratch that itch yeah for sure (laughs) hey um anything else says
1: no man i'm ready to get out of here anything else for you sir
0: no that's that's it. Thanks for uh, everyone for listening. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us a five star review and you can click the like alert button and get a nice little alert when we post our new episodes, uh, which usually are Wednesday morning around five ish in the morning. Yes. yes. So for Brandon, my name is Sam. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll
1: talk to you soon. Until then, peace. Real quick, I think i made a very sentimental uh you know my sentimental rant uh maybe a couple weeks ago um i just want to take the time to send my love to two of my best friends in the world uh for the the passings that they've had uh recent and that i'm also feeling along with them i i love you guys to death i know you guys are going through your own at this time um i just i hope all listeners uh friends uh, so on and so forth, those that don't even know them, that they, you send them their, their, your love, uh, positivity during this time, because they need that. And I also would like to do that to just anybody in general, for those that are listening that or that are having a rough spot in their life. Uh, I know the first quarter of the year, uh, winter is not the greatest for people's uh, emotional state. Uh, but if use your, your people, use your family, use your crutches to lean on at this point in time, uh, because you can't do it by yourself and you shouldn't have to do it by yourself. Let your loved ones be a part of it uh, and, or get some help. But again, sending love to you all. Uh, wish you nothing but the best during this time. We love y'all. Peace.